We are thrilled to be here. Hey, Joshua. Hey, Joshua. There's a shift going on in the energy of your planet within your environment. This is a shift exactly as it was intended. You are all part of the shift. You are flowing with it. There's nothing to worry about. It's all easy and effortless, and there's nothing you have to do. There will be occasions coming up that will come to your attention, and you can worry about them if you want, but they have nothing to do with you. They're just shifting energies within the environment that you find yourselves in. This has always been happening, but as your technology has grown, you are more aware of certain aspects that are highlighting themselves and coming into your awareness, but they've always been there, just that they weren't shown in such detail as they are now. This is for an effect. This is to alert people to where they stand, where they stand as individuals, where they stand within their community, and where they stand within their set of beliefs. Those beliefs, as you know, are either limiting or empowering. They're not true or false. They are simply a way to navigate reality. Since you cannot know anything in this reality, you can only assume or believe or have a hunch or have a guess, but there is nothing to be known. This is not the environment of the knowing. This is an environment of perspective. From your perspective, you will have a perception of reality. That reality will play out based in your expectations and beliefs. Those beliefs can be adjusted and modified and softened, but never erased, never pushed away. Once you've adopted a belief, that belief is with you in some form and will play a part in your perception of reality. However, the belief is not true and has never been true, nor will it ever be true. The truth is something that is unseen within your reality because your perception of yourself in that reality is obscured by the illusion of separation. This illusion of separation is a feature of the earth reality. It's why you're here. It's why all humans are here. This is the key feature, as well as the fact that you forget who you truly are. So you have to make your way in this reality with the set of beliefs without the full information of anything and do your best to navigate based in what is true for you. There is no universal truth within this reality. There is just what is true within you. But you can't even know what's true within you because you are perceiving yourself inaccurately. All you can know is, are you living life more true or less true? And if you're living life less true or perceiving reality less accurately, from time to time, you'll receive what you call negative emotions. This alerts you to the fact that you're perceiving your reality inaccurately. When you're feeling positive emotion, you are perceiving your reality more accurately. And so as you make the shift to become aware of your emotions and the guidance that's being given to you by your inner self, by source itself, and by all your millions of guidance supporters, you can move along in your life, noticing the emotions and discovering the beliefs that foster those emotions. If you feel negative emotion, it is due to a limiting belief, a belief that's not true. You can look at that belief. You can find evidence to prove that belief is not true. The evidence will be readily available and no limiting belief is ever true. When you feel positive emotion, you can know for sure that you have an empowering belief, which is more true. And the difference between an empowering belief and a limiting belief is simply personal information, information you've gained through some experience you've had on your own. 
your own personal experience. But many of your beliefs have been given to you or you've adapted them based on what other people believe. Since no one else knows your truth, knows what you're here to experience, knows your pre-birth intentions, they cannot know what's right for you. They cannot give you a belief. You have to adopt the belief. And why would you adopt some beliefs over other beliefs? Because from your perspective, you believe, you have a hunch, you have a guess, you have an estimation that you personally will be better off harboring a belief. But simply put, if the belief is limiting, which means it limits you from acting when inspired because fear will always pop up based on that belief, then that belief is not true for you. It is not part of your life's plan, of your soul's purpose, of what you're here to experience. Now, you set pre-birth intentions. Your primary intention was to expand in joy. Each individual human had the primary intention of expanding in joy. Depending on how strong your intentions are is dependent upon what you perceive in your reality. If your intentions are very strong, then you will be led to information such as this that will help you understand your pre-birth intentions and navigate your reality based on the emotions you're feeling. If you are unaware of the system of physical reality, you will assume that outside conditions can make you feel something. An event across the globe where you believe is wrong or bad will make you feel something. Because you are paying attention to it and because it exists within your perception of reality, it is part of your exploration. How will you choose to perceive it? Will you choose to perceive it from the perspective of the victim who has no control and no power? Or will you choose to perceive it from a higher perspective, understanding that everything is perfectly working out, working out for you and working out for everyone else? This is the highest perspective that you can choose, perfection. If you can see the perfection in any event, no matter where it is, no matter how close it is, no matter what's happening, no matter what anyone else thinks, then you will feel better. You will feel positive emotion. You will feel somewhere above that emotional horizon line. You will feel joy, not elation, not excitement, not even liking it, but possibly curiosity, possibly some form of interest, possibly the awareness that while you don't have all the information and nor does anyone else, things will work themselves out as they always have, as they always do, and as they always will. So as you go forward, understanding there's more and more and more going on here than anyone else understands or can possibly imagine, you must understand that you are powerful beyond imagination, that you are far more than who you think you are, and that the fear is nothing in comparison to who you truly are. So pay attention to your emotions, look out for those limiting beliefs, raise the intensity of your empowering beliefs, and understand everything is fine, everything is right, and everything is perfect. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hey, Joshua, it's Melinda. Melinda. How are you? Wonderful. Fantastic. Um, since we met a few years ago, my life has radically shifted in delightful ways. 
a few weeks ago I had like this giant manifestation event. Like I haven't had one of these in like years. And I kind of have been asking myself all these questions and I was curious. I kind of, no, I've got to the place where I've decided that it's like trapped feelings from the small child in me who was never heard or considered. And I'm wondering what is the best way to communicate with her that she's safe and it's okay and we can release all of this and kind of move on. Can you speak to that? Excellent. You have two perceptions of reality. You have a perception of reality that you exist in this state right now. The state of being of the adult who believes that things are as they are, that you are on a path, that possibly everything worked out for your benefit, that you're moving along towards the life that you intended to live, having all the experiences that you will have, and experiencing more and more joy, more and more power, more and more connection. Moving sort of out of the idea of separation and into the possibility of oneness. Bringing with you all the experiences that you had in your life, the identity that you exist with now, and understanding that each and every moment of your life formed a perception of reality and a perspective. That perspective evolved and changed over time. In each moment, you had an identity from which you drew context to what everything was happening. And you tried to effort and control some things, and you went with the flow of other things, and you felt like a victim at some points, and you felt like the creator at other points. And generally, you understand that you're evolving. But there's still this idea of what happened to you in certain times in your past, possibly in childhood, possibly in young adulthood, possibly other people made decisions and choices and actions and behaviors that impacted how you perceived your reality. And while that was true at the time, because at the time you did not know any better. And so as the child that you were, you perceived love or lack of love, caring or lack of caring, good behavior on the part of others or poor behavior, good behavior on the part of you or poor behavior on the part of you, and judgment all along. You didn't know any better. This was certainly something that you realized or you understood prior to your birth that would happen. And from that high perspective, you knew that you would form a trajectory. The goal of the trajectory was simply to shift your perspective over time. So many of you were born into experiences that cause you to believe that you were unworthy or not enough or not capable. And from that limited perspective, you knew that you would create a pathway to a much higher perspective because from your non-physical presence, you knew that a massive shift in perspective in one lifetime was what you were seeking, what you were interested in, was the thrill to be had. But coming from such a place where you thought, you were unloved or unworthy or not good enough. You wanted to change that. And so what would you do? Well, you couldn't really change the others. So you had to change who you were. You had to be inauthentic. And you had to be bold and brave and try new things and be courageous in some places. But it still didn't always work. In fact, it rarely worked. And you ended up having the experiences that you had. And it was all against the backdrop of your youth, where you are now, understanding what you know now, having done all the work that you've done, 
you realize that while you have an understanding of your past from this perspective, you can't really know how you felt as a child. You might look at some major experiences and try to imagine how the child in you felt at the time. Gary had very many of these experiences in childhood, but he always perceives it from the adult he is now. And so he discounts a lot of it and didn't really pay attention to this inner child that those talk about in such a woo-woo sense. He discounted that. And then he had his own experiences with it and realized that there were actual events that from his child's perspective, he took as trauma or something that shouldn't have happened. He took it to mean something about him. And that became ingrained in his identity. And so he had to do some work to soften that identity and expand the identity, but also look back at how that child might have perceived it the entire time and how that might affect how he feels in the present moment. And so what he did was he spoke to the child as uncomfortable as that was, pretending that it was an actual child, an actual living, breathing, fun-loving, but sensitive child. And as he tuned into that or tapped into that essence, he connected to something that he didn't believe was there before. And in quite a short amount of time, that little child was up and riding his bike and playing around and having the same adventurous spirit that he remembers in his childhood. So while this physical child is long gone, a part of your memory, and a fuzzy part at that, you can tap into that beingness, that consciousness, just as you can tap into any consciousness. And you can speak to it and soothe it and converse with it, bring it up to speed, care for it, and play with it. And see what could happen if you can let yourself be fully connected to that part of you. Because there are many parts of you. There's the inner child. There's the inner woman. There's the warrior. There are all these parts of you, all these aspects of each and every one of you that can be connected to and work with. Now, you also have your spirit guides. Your spirit guides are there to help you with every single thing, every single experience, every single aspect of this life. They come in, they move out, they flow with how your life is going. They're prepared for certain parts of your life. And just as you can connect with the inner child, you can connect with each and every one of your spirit guides, as well as your inner self. So this idea of reaching out to that inner child that possibly you do not believe, as Gary didn't, and playing with this idea in writing, in meditation, in thoughts, and even in looking in the mirror. There's a lot of ways that you can connect and each and every way will be different for all of you because you are unique. It'll also be based in your belief system. Why would a event happen today that might've been caused by some experience that you had in your childhood? There's no coincidence in this reality. Everything is divine timing. And if you're thinking of it, it's an inspired idea. So you can play with it any way you want. You can understand that there may be a way to connect and there may be a way to converse and you may not know how, 
but everything is inspiration. So the very idea that there might be an inner child that you can work with is an inspired idea. If you believe this, if you open your beliefs enough to entertain the possibility that you can personally connect with your own inner child that's not separate from you, that is an integral part of who you are now, you will be guided to other ideas. It might be a book, it might be another person, it might be a course, it might be a podcast or a video, it might be a friend who's done the same thing. So keep an open mind to all these things because all these things are part of this reality. Nothing original has really come into this reality. It's all been based in some truth that someone's connected to. And so any idea that resonates with you at any level is worth pursuing. And so we say, pursue it to your heart's content, make it fun and simple and easy, Hold no attachment to the outcome. No need to fix or solve anything. No need to make that inner child any better. No need to cure it of any ailment. Just have fun connecting to it. And when you can do it with that open mind, you'll be guided exactly how to do it. See, you will never need to really ask anything of anyone outside of you. All the asking can be done internally. And when you get to that level where you can ask for anything you want internally, you will be guided to that answer immediately. All you have to know is that inspiration is flowing. Inspiration flows based in your belief system. If you have a narrow, fixed belief system around any topic, it'll be harder for the inspiration to reach you. But if you expand your identity and make your beliefs malleable, knowing you know nothing, but only have beliefs, if you can expand those beliefs to allow in possibilities that previously you didn't consider, then you allow in the inspiration. This is true of every area of your life. So the more malleable you can make your beliefs, the more you expand your awareness of what's possible in this reality and the easier it is for you to receive inspiration. However, you will always have a bit of fear whenever inspiration pops in. The inspiration, even in this area, is designed to expand you further in perspective. Because there is a gap between where you will expand after acting on any inspiration and where you are now, there's always a bit of fear. But all you have to do is push past the fear, knowing the fear has no power over you whatsoever, and that everything you want is on the other side of those fears. So we say, open up your belief systems in this area around the inner child work. Allow the inspiration to flow. Write down what you're inspired to do. And then notice how much fear is there. Is the fear intense? Generally, it is not. But it usually is enough not to make you act. You might say, that's silly. What am I doing? I'm wasting my time. But if you can push past the fear and act on that inspiration, you will gain an experience. That experience will lift your perspective. And you'll look back and you'll say, what was I afraid of? This turned out perfectly. This was exactly what I needed. 
and you'll expand to another level of perspective. From there, it'll be easier to connect not only to whatever subject you're talking about, in this case, your inner child work, but also to more inspiration in that area because your perspective in that area of your life is higher. So knowing that everything is possible, that everything can be had, and all the answers will come internally, generally in the form of inspiration at first, then in the form of intuition, then in the form of knowing, and then in the form of deep connection and direct communication. Inner self, inner child, spirit guides, source itself. Everything is open to you. The only thing that's ever limiting you is your beliefs about what's possible. When you expand those beliefs, your life opens up to the unimaginable. Wonderful question. Emma. Hi, Joshua. In Australia today, we've got a national referendum about having First Nations people enshrined in the Constitution. And so whatever the outcome will be is the perfect outcome. And I've got a question about how we kind of create as a collective consciousness, which is a little bit like what you're talking about in the opening. So should we try and address within ourselves, you know, where we're at war with ourselves, where are we fighting with ourselves, where are we, you know, not accepting of ourselves or have shame around, you know, colonial heritage to try and influence the collective consciousness or if we're trying to influence the collective consciousness does that mean we're not accepting but of course the referendum i've still got you know the referendum will kick off in a few hours so should i be trying to influence the collective consciousness or do i just have to say no just let it be what would you influence if you had a choice i'd influence that it's a, a yes vote but the polls are not looking good excellent so you would say yes to including the native peoples into the constitution of the country. When you say including, you infer connection. You see, this is an environment where the predominant illusion is the illusion of separation. In fear, humans will want to separate, always, every time. In love, humans will want to connect, always, every time. Physically, emotionally, proximity-wise, ideology, perspective, all of these things. Well, the truth is oneness. That's it. As a people, as a race, as humanity, you are one. But to feel a bit safe, you tend to connect or disconnect, depending on your perspective. If you're in fear, you will choose to disconnect. If you're in love, you will choose to connect. The referendum is not on the matter at hand, but where the perspective lies in the voter. Are most voters in fear? If so, they will choose to disconnect. Are most voters in love? If so, they'll choose to connect. They'll choose to include, not separate. Anything that you want to do is based in your ability to either connect or disconnect. And that will depend on what area of your life. In some areas of your life where you feel confident and secure and happy and prosperous and things are going well, where you have a high perspective, you are more likely 
to wish for connection, to choose connection. If you are in fear in any area of your life, you are more likely to choose disconnection. Disconnection is part of the survival instinct. I need to get away from that lion. But it's still an illusion. It's based in the physicality, the intensity of the physical senses, the observation of what's happened to others, and it's not understanding the law of vibration, the law of attraction. You are moving from fear to love. This is a spectrum. And in every area of your life, you're somewhere on that spectrum. As you lift your perspective, you move towards more connection, you move towards more oneness, and you move away from the fear. Love is knowing. Fear is not knowing. So as you move towards love through experiences, raising your perspective along the way, you gain information. You move towards knowing. To know someone is to love that someone. To fear someone is to not know that someone. You have no need to control anything because control is based in fear. You have no need really to want anything because most of your wants are based in the illusion of lack, fear. So for you personally, it is not beneficial to want this referendum to go forward. It's only necessary for you to understand in your heart what you want. That perfectly aligns with who you truly are. So what would your inner self want? Your inner self would want nothing because your inner self knows it's connected, knows it lacks nothing, knows everything evolves or moves from within to without. The outer reality is the reflection of the inner reality. You don't know if this referendum passing at this time is a good thing or a bad thing. You don't know that there will be any positive effects of this referendum or negative effects of the referendum if it is passed. There's no way for you to know. It's just a belief. You believe it would be a good thing, but you have no idea. You don't know where it's going to lead. It could lead to a backlash. It could lead to the pendulum swinging in the other direction. So all you have to do is think about where your heart lies on that spectrum of fear to love with regard to this subject. Now, once you determine where your heart lies, where you exist on that spectrum, then you can understand it's all working out because that reality, that entire country, this entire world is a reflection of where that heart lies in that subject. That will do more for the mass consciousness because an ounce of love or a foot over on that spectrum towards the more love side is worth a mile towards the fear side. You help lift the entire spectrum just by knowing in your heart where you stand on the love side, but not needing anything to manifest in your reality, allowing the universe with the symphony of vibrations with regard to this subject, 
allowing it to play out in the most elegant manner possible. The idea that the human needs to control anything is always based in fear. And of course, part of that is due to the illusion of separation, forgetting who you are, and the survival instinct. You've been taught beliefs. You've been told, this is good, this is bad. It's all within this illusion. And within the illusion emerges duality. Duality does not exist in the non-physical because there is no fear. So there cannot be any bad. There could only be perfect. Well, there is no difference between the non-physical and the physical other than your perception of reality. You can choose neutrality, duality. You can choose perfection, imperfection. You can choose however you want to play this game. But you can only choose for you. You can only create your own reality, not the reality of anyone else. But you might say, Joshua, if this re referendum doesn't pass, then all these other people are creating in my reality. We say, your reality lies outside the bounds of whatever laws passed, whatever rules enacted, whatever everyone else is doing. It has nothing to do with you whatsoever. It cannot affect you whatsoever unless you play that game, unless you allow it. And why would you allow it to affect you? Because you're dropping your perspective. You're slipping back into a bit of victimhood. That's okay. That's an expansive way to experience your reality. And you will recover from that. So imagine that you thought this was a terrible thing if it doesn't pass. And it doesn't pass. And you're like, who are all these people who are not voting for this obvious thing of connection? There must be a bunch of terrible fear-based people out there who are screwing it up for everyone. And you'll have a manifestation event because that is a belief that is not true. It is just playing out perfectly, but you cannot see the timeline. You cannot see how it all works together. You cannot see the pre-birth intentions of everyone, including the indigenous people, to come here and live life based on the intentions they set prior to the birth. You do not know what those intentions are. You do not know how the perspective works among the masses. You do not know where this is all going. So since you do not know, you're in a bit of fear. But if you knew, there would be no fear whatsoever because you would be completely on the love side of that spectrum. But you didn't come here to play that game because in the non-physical, you're on the love side of the spectrum. That's the only side of the spectrum that exists. In the physical, you get to play along that spectrum anywhere you want and see how it works out for you. So hold the vision that this is all working out perfectly without holding an attachment to some form of evidence that you think is proper given where your perspective is. Because we promise you, no matter how high your perspective is, it's nowhere close to the perspective of your inner self. And if this referendum fails to pass and you feel negative emotion you can know for sure that your inner self is sending you a signal that you're perceiving your reality inaccurately. And how could it be inaccurate? From your perspective as Emma, it's definitely a bad thing if it fails. But somehow your inner self, Emma, sees it as perfect. And your inner self, Emma, knows. Well, the human Emma does not know. Does that make sense to you? It does. Thank you, Joshua. Appreciate Excellent. it. Hi, Joshua. I have a question about 
Attraction and destiny and pre-agreements. And I want to know the difference. Are we generally attracted to an experience because it's a pre-agreement and it's part of our destiny? Or is there any other reason? Or is it based on the intensity of the attraction? Prior to your birth, you set intentions. Mm -hmm. Those intentions are strong or weak or somewhere in the middle. You didn't care if any of them came true or not. You planned some things for this life. And those experiences that you were going to have, you are going to have. You knew you would have them. And those experiences are enough. From your non-physical position, you expand through those experiences. From your physical position, you experience firsthand those events that are happening that you intended prior to your birth. But how you experience them is up to you, and you intended to experience them in joy. Now, if you look back at your life and look at all the experiences you've had, how many did you experience in joy, and how many did you experience in sorrow? Well, you might say about 50-50, and we would say about 95-5, or 98-2, or 99-1. You tend to remember the ones that you didn't enjoy. But that was up to you. That was based on your perspective at the time. How it happens is based on your experience. How you experience it is based on your perspective. Raise the perspective, you'll experience it in more joy. You'll have more opportunity and you'll receive more inspiration from that experience. Now, agreements, sure. There's a vibration within you as you come in, plus all the spirit guides you brought with you plus all the planning that you did, plus the setup of your youth, everything is conspiring to come into contact with certain people at certain times and certain events and certain places and certain locations, all for this experience. Some of those you say, ooh, this is the love of my life. Some of those you say, ooh, this is my enemy. Some of the experiences you say, I would never, ever want that. And some of you say, oh, I wish and hope that I get that. But that's all done from the human experience. So we say, it doesn't matter at all. You will have the experience you have. You will have the expansion you have. You will have the information that you need. You will expand through all of it. But now that you're here, how do you want to experience that? There's only one choice that you have. You can shift your perspective on who you are, up or down. You can think of yourself as the creator. That's a high perspective. You can think of yourself as the victim. That's a limited perspective. Look at it as a co-creator. You are creating in your reality. Certainly you're a co-creator. Certainly you interact with others, but how they perceive it, how they expand through it, the information that they allow themselves to receive, that's all up to them. You have no control over that whatsoever. You cannot do anything in their reality. You might say, well, I influence people. I influence my children, my partner, my parents. I influence my friends. I influence my coworkers, my customers, my employers. I influence all these people to a degree. But it's based in their perception of themselves within their proximity to you. How do they see you in that? You can't control how they perceive you. You can't control what they hear when you speak. You have almost no effect outside of their perception of what is happening. You could literally stand in front of them 
and say nothing. And some will love you, some will hate you, and some will be in the middle, but it has nothing to do with you. It's their perception of reality. Now, going in, when you come into this reality, you forget everything, but you have a vibration. You have a natural personality persona. You have natural talents and attributes. You have these intentions that are guiding. You have spirit guides that are guiding. You have all this part of you, and in this vibration is the vibration of who you are. When you meet somebody, when you read something, when you see something on a video, when you interact in any way, you will notice vibrations at a level that you can't quite be conscious of. There will be something about that person. You might have met someone and had an instant connection with them. You might have met someone and had a resistance to them for whatever reason. And this is all part of it. So imagine in your overall vibration that there's all these little mini vibrations going on. And in fact, there is a vibration within you that will resonate with information like this. Could be us, could be someone else. And that was part of what you came in with. That's why you're here now. Now, that vibration that resonates with this information, where you are starting to remember how the universe works, who you are, who everyone else is, what's really happening here, that is only there because you've had enough experience in physical reality. Well, the fact of the matter is that all of those who are existing in physical reality at this time have a great deal of experience, a great deal of courage. There are thrill seekers and daredevils. So in this environment full of thrill seekers, mavericks, explorers, daredevils, teachers, scientists, in this environment where they all forget who they are and they all feel separate and they all have pre-birth intentions and they're all being guided. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. If you were to go in a typical reality, typical physical reality, you would see yourself as part of the mass consciousness, connected to everyone, and remembering a great deal more about who you truly are. There would be no one teaching you that you're separate. There'd be no one teaching you that you're anything less than magnificent. You might have a name and an identity, but it would all be based in the truth of how the reality works in the collective consciousness and in the knowing of who you are and that you're guided and supported every step of the way. In this reality, you don't have that, which means that you can do anything here. You can do things here that are impossible in any other reality. And that's why you came. But coming here, while there's no risk whatsoever, because you're eternal and nothing can happen, you open yourself up to the possibilities that are not known. Now, humans been, have been living in this reality for a while and generally been living in fear. When you have a thought and that thought personalizes as it is mixed with your vibration, and then you have a feeling in response to that, that thought combines with the feeling and is emitted to the universe and the universe reflects back in response to that thought with another thought or an event 
or another person or some experience, you are creating with emotion. That does not happen anywhere else. You can imagine if you are feeling connected to everyone, there's much less fear. There's not any fear relative to the fear that is here. If you know that you're connected, if you know that you come from source, that you're an aspect of source, that you're eternal, what is there to fear? In that, there's no real feeling, no real emotion. What would be the use of emotion in a collective consciousness where you don't forget who you are or feel separate? You don't need to be guided. But there's no real creation there. There's no real chance for a massive shift in perspective. So you come to this reality, but you come in not knowing feeling separate, and this is the basis of all fear. So fear exists in this reality and generates these emotions. However, you're guided through these emotions. And in the guidance, you are led to the life that you intended to live. Through inspiration? Inspiration, emotion is the first level of guidance. You have never had a moment in your life where you haven't felt something in response to what's going on. If you felt negative emotion, that was guidance showing you that you're not perceiving your reality accurately. You're, you are perceiving yourself as separate. Okay. Most humans, the vast majority of humans, miss this guidance altogether because they believe the outside conditions cause them to feel something. So someone makes you angry, it's that person's fault, not your fault. It's not that you're perceiving your reality inaccurately. It's because that person said that mean thing to you. So most of the guidance is missed on most of humanity. And so they generate based in fear. Well, because they're generating based in fear, they're birthing these very strong desires. And generally, they're in the vibration of the lack. But once that desire is generated, it's manifested. And someone who's not in the vibration of the lack can access that. And that's the inspiration. When someone else accesses a desire that the person in fear has brought forth into reality because they're not in the vibration of the lack, they are inspired to pick up this idea. In the picking up of that idea, they will take action. And that action will lead them to a higher perspective. You can't be led to a higher perspective really when you're in fear. You can't really be led at all. In fear, you're simply going to attract urges that are part of the mass consciousness to change the conditions, part of the survival instinct. The survival instinct, sure, that was fine when you were being chased by lions. But now you're using this in fear of negative emotion. And negative emotion is just guidance. There's nothing to fear in negative emotion, but most humans are doing it. You all are thinking in a new way. You're understanding the emotions are guidance. The next level is inspiration, but you have to get to the perspective where you're the creator of your reality or that you are somewhere in a high perspective in some area of your life. If you believe that you would love a mate and deserve a mate and would make a good partner, then you'll be inspired to do some action that will lead you on a journey to evolve to the level where you're a match, possibly to the person that you may agree with, with in the non-physical. 
or possibly someone else. But the fact of the matter is you cannot know who it is. Now, once you know somebody, you're eternally connected. You could have been eternally connected before, and we promise you that's most of the time. It's very rare that you're going to bump into someone that you've never encountered in the non-physical that you're not eternally connected with. And your realities are much more confined and dense than you think they are. But imagine that you are literally soulmates with this person in the non-physical, meaning that of all the entities in the non-physical, you two are closest in vibration. And so you say, let's come down here and let's have an adventure together. But you can't see who they are and you can't share their perspective and you feel separate and you need to protect yourself and you're living in fear and you get in arguments with this person that you are most connected with in the non-physical, your literal soulmate. In fact, this could be your enemy. Now, why would you do this for the non-physical? Because you want to expand the knowing of the other person. And so everyone who you interact with expands that knowing. Because all you know in the non-physical is whatever they've gone through so far. Put them in a new context, they get a new experience, and they expand from that. You say, ooh, I wouldn't want to expand in fear. But generally speaking, that's what most of you are here for to expand that side because it can't be had anywhere else. So the more fear you feel, fine. And in fact, if you didn't judge your emotions as positive or negative, you wouldn't feel bad feeling angry. You wouldn't feel bad feeling discontentment. So I understand that it takes a lot for the other person to agree to be the negative part of the experience. That's a false premise. Is there that? is no negative part of the experience. From the non-physical, it's neutral. Okay. Negative can only occur in an environment where there's fear. If there's no fear, there is no negative. You could come down, you could have pre-birth intentions and say, I want to come to physical reality to experience abject poverty. And we will promise you that all of you have generally done that to some degree because that cannot be experienced. From your human perspective, you say that is a negative experience that I would not want to have. From your non-physical perspective, it's just another check in the box. Why not? Just another thing in the bucket list, just another way to expand. Imagine living in the non-physical, you are eternal, limitless, lack nothing. But how do you feel abundance how do you appreciate all this when you have never had an experience of lack of any kind or victimhood of any kind? Well, most souls say, eh, that's okay. I don't need that. But to expand to the level that you want to expand to, you want to come here and pretend that you are not the eternal powerhouse that you are. And when you do, you expand. And so you turn on physical and you have more knowing of what everything is. Everything is an experience. From your perspective as a human, because of the emotional, physical pain that you believe you feel, you avoid most experiences because you think you will not like the emotion that comes with that. Yet that's based in your perspective. Once your perspective gets high enough, you'll have 
literally no fear of anything or very, 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 very little fear. You might have some rational fear and that's just a reactionary thing that's within your essence as a human, but you'll have very little emotional fear. And so you'll be open to many experiences. So, okay, I'm, you're, you're opening me up to a whole different thought process because I thought a, a pre-agreement, if somebody was cruel to you in this lifetime, it was an agreement for you to feel a certain way. But so what I'm getting is that their cruelty is just their fear and then me choosing to be a victim because of it. And exactly. that's all that ever was? Or there's nothing more to that? Well, there's a lot more to it. There's layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and ripples and ripples and ripples and all kinds of working with all the different in intentions that you said prior to your birth. But let's just set up in a scenario. Let's say you choose someone, you say, you're going to be the mother, I'll be the daughter. Right. I want to have a massive shift in perspective in this life. In order to do that, I have to come from this feeling of unworthiness to this feeling of pure worthiness. That's a massive shift in perspective. I have to come to thinking of myself as a victim to knowing myself as the creator. How do I come to do that? Well, one is I'd like to be in a Western society, North America, where I have more freedom to believe anything. If I'm born possibly in another part of the world, not likely I'm going to change, be able to have the freedom to believe something different possible, but not like. So how on earth do you get born in North America at this time in history and feel unworthy? Very hard to do. So you set up an agreement with your mother and you say, for my entire childhood, just tell me that I'm nothing and bad and wrong. Or die early or leave and never come back. Do something that will make me feel unworthy. The second that you feel unworthy, she's fulfilled her promise. The second that you choose to believe something different, you let her off the hook and she does not have to do that to you anymore. We shouldn't say off the hook. We should just say that she's completed her agreement and now she can go on to make someone else feel unworthy if she wants, fulfill that agreement or not, or go on her ride of perspective. One thing that we would like to impart upon all of you as a way to understand your personal perspective here is that because of your power and energy and experience in so many physical realities, because of the intense emotional sensitivity that you may have brought with you, because of the intense childhoods that you may have experienced, and because of your desire to shift your perspective so much, generally speaking, we like to give the analogy of you are the star of the show and everyone you know chose to come here to support you. You are the star. Now, why do they do that? Because to be around you as you shift your perspective will be thrilling, not just from the non-physical, which it is obviously thrilling, but from the physical as well. It'll help them shift as well because you'll become the example of one who shifted their perspective. To have you shift your perspective enables them without as much experience as you to shift their perspective. So you are the superstar quarterback of the team and everyone else is the ball boy and the 
coach and the manager and the person that cleans the locker rooms, all supporting you, just as they all support the superstar of their team. And you lift them up because when your team shifts in perspective, the entire team wins. Of course, it's multi-layered. This is a simple analogy, but this is exactly where you are. Now you have to realize that that mother, father, sister, child, mates, past lovers, everyone, teachers, they all came to support you. They all played their role. The role was set up. They all lived their lives. The person that gave you the worst manifestation event of your life lived that life to give you that event so that you could find that one limiting belief. Now, when you appreciate them all, you hold the perspective of perfection. And in that perspective of perfection, you get pure inspiration. That inspiration is not to get you what you think you want. It's to get you moving so that you can have experiences that will shift your perspective so that your soul's purpose will unfold elegantly and magically. Excellent. Pamela. I have somewhat of a silly question and I keep journaling about it, but I can't quite get to the point where I can release this limiting belief because I can't figure out the limiting belief. We will illuminate you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I really want to be a morning person. (laughs) And when, when I am able to get up in the morning, I have so much time to do the things that I like to do, specifically my daily pages, which is me speaking to my inner self and so on and so on. But the majority of the mornings, I'm finding I really like sleeping in until the very last minute of having to get up. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, I really enjoy this aspect, but I'm also really enjoying this other aspect, and they're not working with each other. So I don't quite know. From your perspective, as Pamela, what would you call the ideal situation? Describe that. That I get up in the morning and I am doing exactly what I want to do. And my day starts off in a way that I feel completely in tune and ready to meet the day. As Pamela, do you know that that will lead to the unfolding of the intentions you set prior to your birth? No. (laughs) Would you imagine that your inner self might know? Yes. So to want something based in the perspective of Pamela that is not happening is to assume that you know better than your inner self. Yes. (laughs) Can you open up your belief system to understand that your inner self makes you sleepy and wakes you up? Yes. And that's where my journaling goes and the fact that it's all working out perfectly that I need to let go of control and how I think it's supposed to be. Surrender. Surrender. Control Pamela is done. Allowing Pamela is coming online right now. You want to allow what is happening to happen. You don't know. None of you know. There's no way to know. You can only see it from a perspective. That perspective will always be a fraction of your inner self's perspective. Just a tiny bit. As you raise your perspective, you'll know more, but you still won't know the whole thing. You can only see one part of anything you're looking at because you have a perspective that's based in physical reality. You can't see beyond what your senses are telling you. You will never know how this universe actually works. 
You can believe how it works, but you won't know. When you return to the non-physical, you say, oh, of course, I get it now. Let's try it again. And then you return and go, oh, yes, yes, I keep forgetting. I keep, how come I keep forgetting? And then you try it again. I go, oh, if I only remembered. Okay, let's set up an intention here, an intention here, an intention here, an intention here to raise perspective. Because raising perspective is the way that you're going to remember more and more and more, you see. So the only thing you have to remember is if you're experiencing something you don't think is right, you're going to be living as a limited perspective. And the inspiration is going to be hard to get to you. If you are going with the flow and saying, oh, my God, this is fine. This is great. You don't have to like or love it, but just say, this must be the way it's working out. Okay, I'll just do what I can do now. And I'll do, I'm not going to worry about it. And it's just going to go and it's involved. And I don't want to control any of it. Oh, but what happens if it doesn't go in time? What happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? That's your monkey mind. Let it go. Right now is the only thing that's happening in this moment. Things are not going to happen. You're going to become. That's it. When you become, the reality will look different. When you get to December 24th, you're going to wake up the next day. It's going to be Christmas Day. You think that's somewhere off in the future. You are going to become someone who is ready for Christmas Day. Now, this happens because you are paying attention to your calendar and you're going with the flow of society and there's belief systems there and noise and advertising and people talking about it. So it is flowing you to Christmas. But where your Christmas really is, where the Pamela individual event, where you're going to become who you're going to be, that you cannot know. You can't speed it up. You can't slow it down. It's going to come. All you can do is raise your perspective now. Can I be okay that I woke up at this time and I still want to lay in bed and that I don't need to do anything? Or do I have to force myself out of bed a little bit early to get things done and do these things I think has to be done? Well, you have to get out of this way of thinking because it is linear. It's not true. It's all the illusion. There is no linear time. It just looks like that from your perspective. You're not getting any older. You're not running out of time. You have all the time in the world. You are choosing to believe you're getting older. You're choosing to believe the calendar is clicking through. You're choosing to believe that things are going to happen when they're happening. But that is not true. That's just part of your conditioning. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But where you are has to entail adjusting your beliefs, opening them up. Every single thing that you think about your life, your reality, everyone you know, is completely bonkers. If you would look to yourself from the non-physical, you would say, oh, Pamela is insane. She's Looney Tunes. Look at what she's believing. Who would believe that? She thinks this is real. She believes what they say over here and what they say over here, what this person says. She doesn't realize it's all a projection from inside. Okay, that's fine. That's what you signed up for. You signed up to forget because if you came into a reality where there wasn't that illusion, you couldn't shift your perspective. That's what you wanted. You are a cliff jumping skydiver. Most of humanity doesn't want to do that. You put on your little wingsuit and you fly around through valleys at hundreds of miles an hour. 
That's exciting. That's what you're all doing. Somehow you've gotten up the courage to jump into this reality over and over and over again. You are masters at this and it's unfolding. Now, you've all chosen to come and adopt this new way of thinking. Why? Because to live a normal life is quite boring to you. To live life your entire life as a victim, you've done that before. You don't need to do it now. You've come in to rock the boat. And you do that by surrendering to your inner self who has a higher perspective. That's it. That's it. If you are in a corn maze and you had someone telling you, turn left, turn right, go straight, you get through that maze a lot quicker. But if you don't believe the person up there can see where you should go and you just say, I'm going to figure out myself, it's going to take more time. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be difficult. So surrender to the fact by opening up your beliefs that you are being supported and guided in every moment and only endeavor to feel good because in feeling bad at anything, the inspiration can't get through. The communication can't really get through. It'll get through in some extent, but you won't really be sure about it. If you can relax and understand that everything is perfect, and this is a timeline that goes on for eons, eons and eons and eons. In fact, it's eternal. So don't even worry about it because after this will be something else. And after that will be something else. And after that, and the one thing doesn't really affect the other thing that much. It's literally like a day in your life. Most days in your life don't affect the other days. One or two, maybe. Most do not affect. And so don't worry about a day in your life. Enjoy it to the fullest, the fullest. Appreciate everything in it. Be grateful to everyone who shows up. And just know you're getting there. You're raising your perspective. You're doing everything right. You're having all the experiences you need to have. You're having all the brilliant thoughts that you're attracting because of your perspective. Just relax. You don't need anything to be different than it is. None of you do. Everything is going perfectly. And when you realize that, that you just cannot see how it's going to unfold, but it's going to unfold perfectly because it always does. It has to. That's the nature of the universe. Then just feel good. Understand what's coming to you. Why the thoughts? Sure. Those are normal thoughts. Don't worry about it. It's in the consciousness. Fine. Most of the thoughts in the consciousness are revolving around based in fear. But when they get into your vibration, before you have the feeling, before you take the action, before you have the next thought, realize you can't see what's going on. It's just a belief. And adjust your beliefs accordingly. And if you can do that, we promise you, you'll live the life you intended to live. Because this game is all about perspective. And the highest perspective is perfection. When you hold that perspective, you're going to see clearly. And when you drop that perspective, you're going to feel negative emotion. Because the drop is the negative emotion. Have a wonderful weekend. And with that, we are complete. Thanks, Joshua. Thank you, Thank Joshua. You. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. Have a wonderful weekend.